Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And welcome back. We are looking in back at 2007. What a year that was for the animals. A lot of animal-related news. Good news, bad news? Both, actually. We kicked off uh, the year with actually kind of bad news. It was the pet food crisis, uh, tainted pet food. Melamine, they say, which is an additive to plastic, uh, killed maybe about 300 animals. Wow. Of course, a lot of food pulled from the shelves. Also this year, the news of Michael Vick. Of course, we had full coverage, and it sounded a little bit like this. In the news this week, you've undoubtedly heard Michael Vick has pled guilty to dogfighting as well as uh, killing at least under eight underperforming dogs by strangulation or suffocation. Ironically, it's the gambling that the NFL doesn't approve of. Really? Uh, he's offered this apology. This came out Monday. I'm more disappointed with myself than anything because of all the young people, young kids that I've let down who look at Michael Vick as a role model. And so I have to go through this and put myself in this situation. You know, I hope that every young kid out there in the world look, watching this interview right now who's been following the case use me as, as an example to using better judgment and making better decisions. Once again, I offer my deepest apologies to, to everyone. And you know, I will redeem myself. I have to. So I got a lot of downtime. A lot of time to think about my actions and what I've done and how to make Michael Vick a better person. Thank you. And that was Monday, of course. You may have seen that on TV. I don't know how you felt about that. one 405 is the numbers. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, ASPCA President Ed Sayers went to Richmond for the Michael Vick hearing, and he reports for Animal Radio. Ed Sayers? Hi, how you doing? Very well. How are you doing? Good. Well, you've traveled down from New York City to Richmond, Virginia, for the Vic hearing. Uh, what's going on down there? You know, part of my reason coming down today was just to thank the U.S. Attorney and USDA, uh, you know, for the way they managed the case. I mean, I thought they did an excellent job in getting four felony pleas for this horrific situation. What did you, first of all, think of Michael Vick's apology? Did you feel it was heartfelt and sincere? I did, actually. Well, I thought it was a step in the right direction. I was really not sure from what I've seen if he was really acknowledging responsibility, number one, and then acknowledging how morally wrong this is. I mean, aside from being legally wrong, just morally wrong. And I got a sense that this is seeping in and he's beginning to, you know, recognize you know, how he was influenced and how this is wrong behavior. And, it, you know, it kind of remains to be seen how he assimilates this and either changes his life as a result of this or if he stays in denial, it would be unfortunate. Well, I want to hear from you right now. one 405 8405 Let's go back to the phones. They've been ringing white hot with Vic Fury. Hi, who's this? This is Victor. Victor, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from outside California. Are you going to weigh in on Michael Vick? Sure. Okay, tell us what you think. Um, you know, I think a lot of people are being a little harsh on him. Really? Um, you know, he's going through his things. I'm sure he's sorry, but I think people are being a little too harsh on him. Too harsh. Okay, so uh, 12 to 18 months of jail time. Do you think that's appropriate for him? Uh, could be. I think it's a little too long. I think for someone like him, it's a little too much for him. 
So you think he should be allowed to keep playing football? Uh, I think eventually. I think maybe if he sat out for a year, that'd be good. But eventually, yes. He should be able to come back. I think so. Now, author Blank wants to, to try to get $22 million back from his uh, signing bonus, which was almost $150 million. Do you think that's okay? Um, no, he signed him that. He gave him that when he signed him to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think he should be entitled to his money. We appreciate your opinions. one 405 8405 Hold on one second, Victor. Hi, who's this? Hi, it's Sonia. Hi, Sonia. How you doing? We've spoken to you before. I remember your accent. Yes, you have indeed. <laughs> I'm a regular to your show. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for listening to Animal Radio. I also remember the last time we spoke to you, we discovered you were from Virginia. That's correct. And yes. that's, of course the heart of this whole uh, Michael Vick situation. That's where, of course, uh, he, he it was the, Surrey, Virginia, home, that he yes. had the, the home he's, there. Um, I think it's all going on in Richmond, I believe. That's where the court where uh, where had the, to appear, yes. The yeah. hearing. He apologized on TV the other day. Did you buy that at all? No, I did not. What did you think? I, I think it's a load of poppycock. That's what <laughs> defendants do when they suddenly realize they're going to be facing some kind of sentence. They either come out and apologize if they're a public figure, or they go to jail and they find Jesus, or, you know... It's just, no, he knew what he was doing was wrong. No, I don't buy it at all. I don't think he should even be playing football anymore. And I think part of the plea agreement, I don't know what the terms were, should be that he cannot have an, he cannot own an animal, even as a pet. Absolutely. Yeah, very good. Now, no one's mentioned that yet. Yeah, I think that should be part of the terms of that agreement. And I just think, I think the whole thing's an outrage. I don't understand. He, he would have carried on doing it if he thought he could get away with it. He would just carried on doing it. Mm-hmm. It's only because he'd been, he's been caught... That all of a sudden, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I don't even think you should be. They should try and get their millions. The NFL's rich enough; they don't need their millions. <laughs> <laughs> they should get rid of him. Why give him the satisfaction of letting him do something he enjoys? Have you seen dog fighting before in Virginia, or heard about it before? I've heard about it before. I haven't seen it. I know there've been cases, perhaps maybe even where I live that they've had it. We thank you for calling, Sonia. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> keep keep listening, okay? Oh, I will. Hold thank on. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Hey, this is Mike from Bakersfield. Mike from Bakersfield. Hot out there? Uh, no, nah, it's not too bad. It's only about 102. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool for Bakersfield. Yeah. So how are you doing today? I guess uh, the the big buzz on the phones is about Michael Vick. Are you calling about Michael Vick? Yes, I am. What do you think, sir? Just wondered if you caught uh, Dave Letterman's show. They had Rick Riley from uh, Sports Illustrated on about Michael Vick. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, what did, what did he say? Uh, he said he should be uh, covered in cat fur or whatever and tossed in with a bunch of angry uh, Dobermans. That sounds like fair treatment. <laughs> like that. Yeah, see how he likes it. <laughs> no, I think it's really unfortunate that, you know, and it just doesn't matter if it's people with money or not, uh, you know, treat animals that way. You know, they're not here for that kind of, uh, as they call it, entertainment, which is not as just cruel. Yeah. Sure. Oh. Of course, Michael Vick, at first he said he had nothing to do with this. Right. And then uh, he came out after several of his... Uh, cohorts. Cohorts, yeah, came out and said that uh, he did indeed, was was involved with killing eight, he says eight, I'm sure there were more, eight, eight by animals hands, huh? by drowning and hanging. If he had come out originally and, and, and said, okay, this is what I've done, would you think differently of him? Are you a big football fan at all? 
Oh, yeah, big-time football fan. And Michael Vick's one of the big guys I watch. But, no, I don't think it would have mattered either way, whether he come out right from the uh, get-go and admitted to it or not. You know, it's still, it's, it's just a shame. It's cruel to do that to any animal. Is this going to change any of your thoughts about the NFL or viewing habits? Uh, no. No, I still watch my football, but yeah, probably, you know, just hope that he doesn't get an opportunity to come back. Yeah. Well, they're saying that he, he could come back, and of course, this is not a football talk show, so I'm not going to go the direction, but they say 12 to 18 months uh, jail time. Do you think that's fair? No, I don't think it's fair. You know, if that was me that had done that, I wouldn't have gotten 12 to 18 months. Might be getting 12 to 18 years. So you think he's getting special treatment? Sure. They get special treatment because of who they are and the money they've got. Just like uh, all the little movie star girls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, thank you so much for calling today. We appreciate your opinion. You're welcome. You have a good one. You know, I think our phones are ringing today more than they did during Katrina. I'm thinking just... Well, that's because people didn't have phones during Katrina. The the cell service was limited and... And now they got phones and they're mostly, for the most part, ticked off. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Arlene. Hi, Arlene. How you doing? I'm doing good today. Good. Where are you calling from? Lubbock, Texas. Beautiful Lubbock, Texas, listening on uh, KJDL. Yes. yes, thank yes. you so much. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's a beautiful day. A little warm, but that's the usual. What do you think about this whole Michael Vick thing? Well, I'm extremely, extremely disappointed. I uh, didn't think that things like that happened in this country. Uh, you unfortunately, didn't. yeah, you just don't, you're not aware of it. They okay. hide it. Would you have thought of Michael Vick differently if he had told the truth in the beginning? Absolutely, the same way I felt with President Clinton. You know, I, I give somebody the benefit of the doubt if they tell me the truth from the very beginning. Yeah, he got backed in a corner on this with everybody else coming out admitting that uh, he was a part of it. He had nowhere else to go but to to admit it. I don't know if you had a chance uh, to hear his apology. Did it seem sincere to you? Not at all. Not at all. I think that had this not happened, had his buddies not given up on him and, and started telling the truth, uh, he would have de- he would have continued to deny it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was. I also listened to an interview the other day with Jamie Foxx uh, talking about how it's a cultural thing and it's something that they grew up with and. Uh, I had a lot of respect for Jamie Lee Fox before that, but I don't anymore. I don't think. I think you make your choices in life. What a year 07 was. This is Animal Radio, and we're looking back at Animal Radio in 07. Caesar Milan was one of our very special guests. So he's a frequent guest, and we actually got pretty personal with him. And We're going to play that coming up next right here on Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew, gross. Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 
Pets 911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. PetGadgets.com, if you're looking for innovative and high-tech pet products. PetGadgets.com, unique and high-tech products that you won't find at your local pet store. PetGadgets.com, find the latest products that will make life easier for you and your pet. PetGadgets.com, everything from massage beds to a remote-controlled tennis ball launcher. PetGadgets.com, be top dog in your neighborhood. Shop at PetGadgets.com. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. Be a responsible pet owner. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a Christmas present. What a good idea. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Sitting around the fire, roasting those chestnuts, and listening to some of the best of 07 on Animal Radio. Of course, Caesar Milan, a frequent guest. You know, Judy, some people say that it was the TV show. Some mm-hmm. people say it was the best-selling book, but I'm pretty sure that it was Animal Radio that launched Caesar <laughs> Milan's career. Oh, no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, we got to call him up, give him heck for it, okay? Okay. Uh, dial that line. I think it's ringing. Hello? Hi, Caesar. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Let's see. It's been about a year since... I love animal radio. I know. I know. We have you on all the time. You're well, thank you. You're a regular. Thank you, guys. And uh, it seems like this is your fourth time on, and it coincides with your fourth season, of course, on the National Geographic Channel. Yes. And uh, w- what's new for the season, by the way? Can you give well, us a little tease? Absolutely. I, I'm, what I'm going to tell you is going to be more, more of everything. It's 35 new episodes, first of all. I'm very excited about it. So it's more than 100 dogs that I get to rehabilitate, of course, train the owners. Now, it's your old buds, Hal and Judy Caesar. Uh, have you had any failures or any times that you just were so frustrated? You can tell us. I'm going to tell you, in season four, I, I almost, yeah, I almost said this dog, I can't turn him back. <laughs> yeah, her name is Luna. You know, and normally I work with dogs that are afraid of sound and sight. But never, I never in my life worked with a dog that was afraid of smell. Ooh. Wow. So, yeah, you see, it, 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 it was pretty odd to me that a dog was not curious about smells. Uh-huh. And so, you know, 30 days passed by, the dog was still the same, and it's like, oh, my God, I, I pray more than ever. <laughs> you know, God, please, give me the strategy, give me the strength, give me the patience. And, and so, but, you know, thanks, God, we, we pulled it through. And so I learned a lot. Sometimes it takes strength, doesn't it? Yes, you can't lose your faith. Sometimes, you know, uh, to me and my belief, God is testing you. <laughs> you know, and, and challenge always make you grow. So I really grow a lot in that aspect. And, you know, Luna really taught me about, you know, uh, you can also rehabilitate dogs that are afraid of, of smells because I never had a dog that are afraid of smells. Normally it's sight, you know, and sound, but never, never smell. 
What kind of a dog was Luna? Do you get called out for a certain kind of breed more often than others? No, no, it's actually state of mind. Aggression happens to any kind of, you know, you've seen it. Chihuahuas, Great Danes, it doesn't matter. Aggression is a state of mind. Fear is a state of mind. It's not a breed thing. Uh-huh. But Luna is a dog that came from a shelter. The funny part is the owner actually purposely went to find the worst case scenario he can find. Normally people end up with this dog unconsciously. You know, they fall in love with a dog that they feel sorry. Uh-huh. But this guy went and looked for the worst case scenario and he did find it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so that, that's, that's very amazing to me, you know what I mean? Because people normally don't go and look for these cases. Uh-huh. They end up unconsciously. Uh, it's a very successful, you know, episode, very successful case, and uh, um, I learned a lot, like I say, and, and, and so you asked me the question, do I ever have a dog that almost wasn't able to, to do it? That was her. Yeah, that was it, but uh, but you you persisted, you found the strength to do it. You know, I, I, and I'm glad that I did it, because I, I feel much more assertive about it, you know, and, uh, and it's just a matter of time. It was just a matter of time, you know. Uh, the dog was always obviously traumatized uh, severely, and she went into starvation before that. So it was a lot of uh, traumatic experience that she had. And but she, you know, finally gained her trust. That was all about trust, you know. It was about her trusting me. Mm-hmm. But at the at the end, I have to trust myself all the way because obviously I never had a case like that. So it, it gave me, you know, I, I I take it that way. I take it okay. I I need to work more on trusting me. Mm-hmm. We're with Caesar Milan, the new book, Be the Pack Leader, of course, a, a new season of Dog Whisper on the National Geographic channel. A lot of news recently about dog maulings and breed ban legislation. In Michigan, uh, I believe the latest place where there's been some children that have been mauled, a lot of people are pointing towards the breed. Do you feel that is the case? No, absolutely not. I mean, it's, it's unfair to, to, to judge a, a, a a dog or a breed, in this case, because there is no knowledge behind instinct. It's all reaction. You know, Petey from the Little Rascal is a pit bull. He became an actor. You know, so it's not the breed. It's the human behind the dog. But how easy it is just to, to say, okay, let's ban this dog and let's create fear and ignorance among society. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where we are going to end up. Are a there- whole bunch of fearful people and a whole bunch of ignorant people because they believe it's the breed. It's not the breed. My dog, my personal dog, is a, is a pit bull that I take everywhere for that particular reason. That said, are there certain breeds that are easier for humans to neglect and turn into angry dogs? What? Any dog can become uh, aggressive, you know? Okay. Any, any dog. So in the book, I, I, I show the power of the breed and what we're supposed to do with the power, you know? We're supposed to channel the power into something positive. Uh, you know, you can't just chain a dog regardless of the breed and expect balance or keep him in the backyard and expect balance. He needs exercise. He needs to be challenged psychologically. And, of course, he needs affection after that. But, you know, expectations are high and fulfillment is low, you know. But then we blame the dog. Get the book. Be the Pack Leader. It's an awesome book. It's going to be another bestseller. Thank you. And, Thanks uh, for your blessings. You know, it's been, well, of course, you know, it's been a year since you've been on. Hopefully the next time that you come on, it, it won't be so long in between. Thank you, Ryan. Make it happen. Looking back at 2007, there's lots more on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats? 
A dog owner from Myrtle Beach is spreading a safety message after her dog lost part of his tongue in a terrible paper shredder accident. Sandy Clark's boxer named Cross lost chunks of his tongue by getting it caught in a shredder in her home office. Clark said it was a terrible experience. Cross was screaming with his tongue still caught in the machine for 10 to 15 minutes until they were able to put the shredder in reverse. Clark is trying to make people aware that shredders need to be unplugged and should include a warning about the dangers to children and pets. As for Cross, his prognosis is very good. He was able to keep most of his tongue and will soon be back to eating, drinking, and licking. Just not shredders. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house, but there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Where's my darn cat litter? I'm Hal Abrams. Mental disorders associated with aging, including Alzheimer's, are far more common in domesticated cats than previously realized. With more than half of all cats over age 15 showing signs of senility, these findings support a growing body of evidence suggesting that most, if not all, mammals can suffer age-related conditions normally associated with just people. In the case of cats, the main difference is that a 15-year-old cat can be compared to an 85-year-old person. The behaviors associated with senility in cats range from acting disoriented to changes in their social relationships to shifting the sleep habits. Other symptoms may include inappropriate vocalizing, forgetting commands, breaking house training, pacing, wandering, sluggishness, unusual interest or disinterest in food, a decreased grooming, confusion, or forgetting that they've just been fed, leaving the refrigerator door open or the toilet seat up. Now you can learn more. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. You want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. 
Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. We're getting all nostalgic here at Animal Radio. Hey, how are you? Oh my gosh, Don DeLuise joining us on Animal Radio. Where are we calling you today? Uh, I'm sitting in my breakfast room and I'm looking at my fish tank with lots of fish. They're rolling some uh, frozen shrimp. Oh wow, and, they're spoiled. Uh, I have a bird, Charlie, and I have a bird named uh, uh, Pavarotti, and I have another bird named um, Chiquita. <laughs> wow. And there's another bird named Banjo and Sparky, and those are my birds. What what wow. what kind of birds are they? Well, they're all different kinds of birds. Yeah, the smallest ones. Used to smoke when they were bigger. They used to be eagles, and then they're, now they're little. Uh, see, listen, listeners. Yes. Yeah. Here's what I have. I have a uh, two co- cockatiels, uh-huh. and they whistle amazingly, uh-huh. and they're fun. Then I have a little uh, banshee, a little what do you call those? Like a, a parakeet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And he's a lo- lovely. He whistles a little bit, not much. <laughs> Did you teach him to whistle? No, oh, my wife is a wonderful whistler. She actually whistled in a, in a play called um, Once Upon a Mattress, so her whistle is true and right on the nose, you know. Mm-hmm. So my, I have one bird that whistles the, the theme, and this is not a joke, mm-hmm. to Gone with the Wind. Wow. Yeah. And wow. so when people hear it, they go, well, where is that coming from? They say, well, that's, that's Sparky, you know. <laughs> Well, now, your first gig, your first paid gig, was uh, was as a dog, wasn't it? Yeah, Burton is a dog. I got $15 a performance, <laughs> plus a spaghetti dinner. Oh, so I was wow. very young, and I wore the strap on my head of the lower jaw, uh-huh. and then I put the head on, and then as I talked, I was able to move the jaw, you know, and it was Bernie's Christmas wish, and he wanted to be Santa Claus, and he, at the end, the end he dressed up like Santa Claus, and my, at that time, my 65-year-old mother came up to see me, and I said, what do you think of the play? It was for children. And she said, I felt bad when you barked. <laughs> Didn't like it. Well, she wanted me to, you know, do regular parts where you could see my face. Uh-huh. Well, you've, you've actually played a lot of uh, animal roles, haven't you? And voice, you've voiced a lot of animals, too, haven't oh, you? Oh, yes. I played uh, a wonderful character named uh, the Scarecrow, um... I, I, I can't think of his first name, but he, he was a, a crow. Mm-hmm. And he, and uh, it was in the, the Secret of Nim, and he was uh, very excited about sparkly things, you know. And he was a wonderful, wonderful character. And the kids laughed at him a lot. I was very flattered and thrilled. Sure. I must say. Well, now, if you're feeding your, your fish shrimp this morning, and you know that you're just a great cook, I got to think that you cook for your animals. Well, I can only tell you that if I have a hamburger, my my favorite bird, Charlie, mm-hmm. has the last two bites. Mm-hmm. He li- That's all he I can li- tell you. He likes the burgers. Right. Now, are the birds the only pets you have? No, I also have a lovely wife that's very well trained. <laughs> she, she... I used to have a dog named Midnight for 16 years. We're very much fun. He would just stand in the front hall... If I opened the front door and he would stand there and his feet were on the ground and he would move his little tail so his whole body would gyrate back and forth <laughs> as he, his tail was wagging. <laughs> and then finally I said, and then he'd run to the car. 
And one time I must have made a sound that sounded like, God. and he ran and got in the car. And I said, I'm not going where he can go. But I drove all the way around the block. <laughs> and then I came back home and he said, shortest ride I've ever been on <laughs> and went back in the house. I think animals enhance our lives. I, I want you to know that I was recently um, in, a, in a place, there was a loose rug and I slipped and Charlie was on my shoulder, my, my oh, very no. Charlie. And uh, he, he's like a parrot, right? Uh-huh. And uh, he stayed with me for two hours because like, I, I had a problem getting up. And it wasn't until Carol came home. But he was with me, just stayed right there. Wow. Isn't it weird how they know? Oh, I was thrilled. I said, you know, my hat's off to, you know, I said, I'm in trouble, I said. But he didn't, he didn't, he should have called the fire department, but he just stayed with me, you know. Which was pretty wow. good. Oh, it was very flattering. I loved it. I just loved it for that. Do they have their SAG cards? Have they done any acting? No, but I want you to know that I get a lot of laughs with him because I, uh, Charlie is wonderful. I, I give him a kiss and he holds on to my index finger and then just lays down on my hand and I just talk to him and, and he, he, like a dog, he lays on my hand for... When I say good morning and how are you and blah, 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 in, in his neck. Uh-huh. And then I, he lays in my left hand and his feet are up and he throws his head way back. So I say to him, when you made love to the eagle this morning, how did you feel right after? And he puts his head down as if he's exhausted, you know. And I pick him up by his tail and kiss him. Uh-huh. And if I wrap him in a dish towel, I, I, I breathe into the dish towel. You know, and then I put him, uh, if I have an apron on, you know, under my apron in the front. And he stays there, and I grab him gently. And then when I open the, the dish towel, he's still there, waiting for more. He thinks it's a ride on, in Disneyland. He doesn't know I'm mistreating him, you know. Yeah. But he loves to just, uh, if I'm in bed, Charlie will lay down. Really? In a, in a, in, in a, in a, between two pillows and just stay there. I talk to him and I can spend three hours with him and he just is, uh. Does Charlie think he's human? I don't know what he thinks, but he knows that I, that I own him and he owns me mm. and we love each other. I have a stick that looks like a dowel and it's maybe two and a half feet long. Very long stick that he could perch on. Mm-hmm. But also, I started to train it one day and Charlie let go with his feet and held on with his beak. So I turn him in the air, and he holds on with his beak. Well, people scream. They, you know, they say they think, well, how did you get him to do that? I said, you know, I'm not sure. He just, you know what I mean? If you have a toothpick in your mouth and Charlie tries to get it, uh-huh. you have to say, don't you touch my toothpick, and it becomes a trick. You know, he's, he's he is so much fun. I can't tell you. I have a picture here, and I'm not sure if this is Charlie. Uh, sort of an orange head and green uh, wings. That's it. That's Charlie. Oh, yeah. you've got him. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to post this on the website for listeners to see at animalradio.com. I understand that uh, you're also going to be judging along with Davy Jones and Joanne Worley. Yes, uh, I am. T- I'm telling you, I'm looking forward to that. Because I understand that there's people who have amazing birds. I mean, uh, there's one that was once owned by Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and he talks in the voice of Winston Churchill. Can you imagine? <laughs> See, they live so long uh-huh. that it's it's well, extraordinary to get their... Uh, they could outlive you. Anybody yeah, well, can outlive any, they could outlive me. They could outlive anybody. They're, they Sometimes they live like, what, 80 years? 
68. 68 years? Oh, my. Yeah, they live a long time. Parrots live a long time. What will be your criteria for the most outrageous bird video contest? What What are you going to oh, be looking for? I just for? think if it's very unique, you know, uh, a lot of times you'll see a bird who seems to think, you know what I mean? Their, their responses mm -hmm. are so... Um, thought out, yes. Well, yeah, well, well thought out that they, that you think, well, wait a minute now, this, this is... Uh, I've never seen anything like this in my life. And also, if, it's, if I think it's going to amuse everybody, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I just like the fact that they are uh, so interactive. With, they're very social, very social. Yeah. So I'm going to look for something that's very unique and wonderful. I'll have a hard time picking one. Well, how fun for you. Yes. Yeah, really, it's lovely. <laughs> Did they know that you were a bird expert? Well, you know something, somebody recently had... A bird that they bought with the cage and everything, and they said the bird was absolutely vicious and biting people. And uh, they said, well, you know, call John DeLuise because he <laughs> likes birds and he's good with them. So I, I saw, I met the bird, uh -huh. and um, the people that, that owned it were frightened of it, and it was an, a, a nipper. Mm. So... I tell you, for two months, I didn't, I didn't even raise my hand toward him. I just had the cage there. If he wanted to come out, he could come out. Uh -huh. But I did not put my hand near him. So I wanted him to know he was safe and that I didn't expect anything from him. Uh -huh. Well, now he's, he's darling. He's changed his ways. Yeah, yeah, because he, he wants to be with me. And, uh, you know, he, I, I said the word up. And he goes, so every time he, you want him to lift his leg, I, I put my hand just onto his beak and I say, up, and he, and he, and he jumps. If I say, up, wow. up, up, he'll go from hand to hand, and I can stroke him now, kiss him. Those are the birds that I hear whistling in the background? Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. In fact, uh, Charlie is he's a room away, you know. Uh -huh. they, 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 when Charlie gets a bath, sometimes all day, I mean, every day I give them a bath. Now, you listen to this. I'm saying it wrong. Once a week I give them all a bath. Mm -hmm. That's why I said every. Every one of the birds gets a bath. Uh -huh. So I usually trim them their wings a little bit, and then I they, they get wrapped in a towel after their bath, which is in the front of the sink, right in the kitchen. And then I caress them with a towel and just kind of talk nice to them as I'm gently rubbing them with the towel and they close they close their eyes and they say do what you will <laughs> you know they're, just, they're so happy they're so happy to get their little sponge bath and charlie when you when the water goes on them you make sure that it's in a sprinkling you know mode and i tell you it is absolutely thrilling to hear him Whistle a happy tune in the shower while he's getting his shower. Yeah. Wow. How wonderful. How wonderful that sounds. It's, it's it's just the scene that you set for yes. me is relaxing and serene. Yeah. You know, the, the lovely thing is that you can scare him, you know, if the bell rings and he's laying on his back, you know, on, on my placemat and I'm, and I'm just rubbing his neck a little bit, you know, bring and he goes, wait, wait a minute, there's someone at the door. You know, he will get up, you know. Well, we appreciate you spending time with us. Are we, should we look, be looking for anything? Any TV? Any? Uh, well, every every Saturday there's a. You know, is your show like national? It is national. We're on ninety three markets. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, every Saturday morning at seven thirty, 
California time, I do a recipe on a show called On the House Ooh. with Jim and Morris Carey. And it's all about how you can fix your roof or do your windows or, you know. And then I do a recipe every, every week. And I've been doing it for 12 years. You've been so, doing this for 12 years? Yeah. What lot, channel is it on? But then you can also go to my... My website, domdeloise.com. com, and of course, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. What channel is uh, is your show on in Saturday Well, it's on different ones, but if you go on, your, on, the, on the internet, you, 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 you get all the info on there. The house, you'll track it down by On the House. Very, very good. Keeping you busy with the birds. We're glad you love your birds so much, Dom. Thank you for joining us today. Hey, I had a lot of fun. You know, when people come to my house for dinner or lunch, I always ask them if I can take Charlie out and show them, you know. Mm-hmm. Most most of the time they say, oh, yes. Sometimes they say, well, I'm afraid of birds. I say, well, he ain't going to bother you. But after they see him, they go, you know, that's 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 sweet. Because they, they have, some people are afraid that they're going to be bitten. Sure, they. but you change their mind, don't you? I do indeed. Good for you. And Charlie, by the way, is very friendly to to everybody. I've got I go to schools and I do a little show with him, you know. Yes. I have a magic little thing that looks like I'm gonna serve you a chicken. Huh? And it's empty and then I Charlie's in the cover and then I take it out and they go Oh ah, you know. And then they all can take pictures with Charlie. Oh how wonderful. And, uh, I have a great time sharing him with the world. Wow. Well we thank you for sharing him with us. All right, have a great day. All my love. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. We're looking back another big newsmaker, Ellen DeGeneres. You may have heard about this in the news this week. Ellen DeGeneres got on her show, one of the top talk shows in history. She got on her show and she told a very dramatic story about how she adopted a dog and then she decided she didn't want it, didn't fit into the family, and she gave it to her hairstylist family where the child got very enamored to the dog. Today is a hard day for me. Today is bad. I thought somebody had died. And I am not capable of coming out and pretending to be funny and on when things are going so terribly wrong right now. Ellen, unable to do her show, and, uh, you know, that is show business, Ellen. This is what you get paid the big bucks for. That aside, Ellen didn't know she was breaking a contract with the adoption agency that she adopted the dog from uh, in the contract. And this is standard, by the way, for most adoption agencies. Mm -hmm. If the animal doesn't work out, you give it back to the agency and they try to rehome it. You can't, can't give it away. The agency caught wind of this, and they threatened Ellen. They wanted the dog back. If Ellen didn't give the dog back, the agency would go to the media and the police. She said, if I don't get the dog back by 2 o'clock, I'm calling the media on you. I'm calling my attorneys. I'm calling the police. And that's exactly what happened. The police came, and they took the dog. The next day, Ellen goes on her show and tells the story. And because I did it wrong, those people went and took that dog out of their home and took it away from those kids. And I feel totally responsible for it. I'm so sorry. 
and I'm begging them to give that dog back to that family. Now, the unfortunate thing is the agency doesn't have a TV show, and Ellen doesn't realize how powerful she is. That very dramatic on-air plea spurred thousands of emails, enough that the agency had to close down their Pet Finder website. And they actually received death threats as well. So here we have an agency that's uh, probably working on a shoestring budget, adopting animals, taking animals in and finding homes for them, now shut down. And of course, this affects all the animals that are there. Ellen shouldn't have gotten on her show. This is uh, dirty laundry she should have worked out in private. Exactly. That's just a blatant abuse of her power. And for someone who proclaims they love animals so much... She has done more harm than good. We want to know what you think here. We know there's a lot of Ellen sympathizers. And let me tell you, we always turn on the TV religiously here at the Animal Radio Studios to watch her show. This, of course, has changed my opinion. one 405 8405 We want to hear what you think. If the phones are busy, go ahead. Call all week long. The phones are open. Or you can email us at yourvoiceatanimalradio.com. Hi, Animal Radio. Who's this? Hey, this is my... Mike from Bakersfield, California. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hi. Doing really good. What do you think about Ellen? I caught the little clip about the dog thing. Thought it was a little sorry that she decided to use airtime for that. There's a lot worse problems going on in the world. There's people that don't have a whole lot. Look at it, what, we got over 100,000 troops in Iraq. She's going to go on national television, tell everybody, you know, I'm upset over a dog and I can't uh, come out and do my show. Yeah, maybe she should have taken a sick day off. Looking back at 2007 here on Animal Radio, and I got to tell you that uh, this next clip doesn't come from 2007. Uh, this is from the late Buddy Hackett, and he joined us live in studios in 2003, just shortly before his death, and he had some very important stuff to stay. 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 Here, here's what he said. <laughs> You know, it takes a bit of work to make things happen and to get people to give you some money to save what they think is an insignificant life of an animal, you know. And we don't even know. People say they're not sure animals go to heaven, but I had a dog named Cupy, and he was with me 18 years, and people said, you ever think about dying? I said, no, I just think about seeing my dog again. Mm. He's waiting over the Rainbow Bridge, yeah. and they can't talk, and their eyes have a little film until the owner comes. Then the film goes away, and they can't really talk words, but they can communicate with you. I don't like when they say, this, where you been? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy Hackett on Animal Radio. You know, we make a lot of mistakes here at Animal Radio. Some of them, most of them, you don't hear because we can cut them out. <laughs> Thank God for editing. We put together this tape for you. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. It's a young and the restless weekend. We've had and are having three of the... Die. Die. Wonderful pet protector. Okay, we'll do this one again. Okay, so let's go ahead and give away one of these pet protector systems. It's it's really the only pet ID that you that can help you. Okay, I'm I'm really gonna do this. Can we do a quick sweep? Um, yeah, hold on a second. I'm just gonna pull over so you don't hear the buzzing in the thing. Are you, have sorry. you been driving? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I got it. Okay. Hi, this is Wendy Malik on the Animal Network, and don't forget to spay and neuter. Animal Radio. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay and neuter. Hi, this is Richard Karn from Home Improvement and Air Buddies, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Now remember... <laughs> spay and neuter. Uh, yeah, okay. Now remember to spray and neuter your dogs. Hi, this is Michelle Stafford from The Young and the Restless. On radio, uh, well, I'm sorry, radio animal? Animal radio. And, oh, my God. Unless you're dyslexic. dyslexic. <laughs> animal radio, spay and neuter, and neuter your pets. That's hard for me to say. Okay, so I'll do it one more time. You had a guess at the most common surgically removed item from dogs, right? My guess was a condom. First of all, i got to ask you, is this a, an experience, a personal experience for you? This is a very personal experience. Oh, yeah. This is Glenn Close. On animal radio, and remember how very, very important it is to spay or neuter your pet if if you don't intend it to, to for breeding. Uh, it would take a lot of uh, unwanted animals out of our... No, that's terrible. Okay, start again. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. This is Glenn Close on Animal Planet. It's animal radio. What? Animal, animal radio. Okay, sorry. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm barely holding it together. This is Animal Radio Network. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And welcome back. Judy and I just sitting around reminiscing about 2007. It really was the year of the animal, a lot of animal stories. One of the big stories, and I guess this is a good story, a good one to start off with, was Trouble. You remember Trouble? Of course, that's the name of Leona Helmsley's <laughs> dog and. When Leona Helmsley passed, Trouble got $12 million. Wow. Uh, apparently, one of the biggest inheritances of the whole family was Trouble. The kids, the grandkids, they didn't even get as much as Trouble. It sounded like this. I want to know, what should Trouble do with $12 million? Do you have any ideas? Ah. Uh. I, I can't, can't, it's too much money for me to even imagine. $12 million. What should Trouble do with a $12 million? Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Martha. Hi, Martha. How you doing? Fine, how are you? I'm doing okay. Now, I know what I would do with $12 million. What do you think Trouble would do with $12 million? Hire a shrink. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bitch, girl, but it's gone too far Cause you know it don't matter anyway Say money, money won't get you too far Get you too far $12 million for that rich Wow. I, I can't imagine. What would you spend $12 million on? 1-866-405-8405. I know what I would spend $12 million on. What do you think Trouble is going to spend this money on? Uh, hi, who's this? Hi, this is Helen. I'm a smoker. Uh, you're a smoker? <laughs> I'm, I'm a smoker. At first, I'd spend a little bit on smoke. 
Oh, well, you know, we just learned a little earlier that secondhand smoke can be very dangerous for your pet, Helen. I just thought I would yeah. tell you that just in case you didn't know. But it is a good weight plan. It's a good weight loss plan because I've lost eight pounds in my last lung. Oh, okay, uh, you have a dog. It has $12 million. What do you think a dog, I mean, milk bones will last only so long. I, my thought was to send Michael Vick a special present, a special welcoming present down at the... Uh, the institution they're going to put me in that. A special uh, visitor down at prison. Princess loves Michael Vick and all that he's done for the pit bulls. I think Princess would like to spend Michael, uh, send Michael, uh, you know, some special, you know, doggy style yoga down dogward kind of thing. <laughs> yes. No, I'm a little bit sorry I opened up the lines. one 405 8405 Helen, thank you so much for calling today. Thank you. Love you. Oh, yeah, looking back, $12 million. Of course, everyone chimed in except Trouble herself. And we decided to get animal communicator Joy Turner on to talk to Trouble. We know that uh, she spent most of her days in pampered luxury in the penthouse apartment atop the Park Lane Hotel. The southern edge of Central Park, if you've ever been in New York, that's where it is. A hotel pianist once wrote a tune for her. Hotel chef cooked her meals, and a housekeeper served them, hand-feeding her steamed carrots and other vegetables with grilled chicken. Of course, we're talking about Trouble, the $12 million dog who, well, just about everybody's chimed in except Trouble so far, already uh, dealing with a messy lawsuit from somebody that uh, apparently Trouble bit several years ago. A, a yes, housekeeper. one of the housekeepers, yes. But, you know, is there anybody on Trouble's side to defend Trouble? Does Trouble need... What does Trouble think about all of this craziness? And, uh, of course, for me, there's only one connection that I know that I can make, and that's with Joy Turner, who can make the connection with Trouble. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? Hi, Hal. I'm great. How about yourself? Well, I'm not $12 million rich. I'll tell you that right now. I'm rich in a lot of other ways. But, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, Money-wise, this dog is doing very well. Can you, uh, are, are you able to be in touch with Trouble? Well, I actually was seeing if she'll talk to me because sometimes they won't unless their people say it's okay. But I explained to her that we everybody was doing a story about this whole thing and we wanted to do one from her perspective. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, all right then. Okay, good. So that she, she's not adverse to talking with us. No, she said she I wanted, she wanted to know what I wanted, and I said, well, I didn't know that you'd ask different things, and I would ask her, and then she would tell me, and I would tell you. Does she know that us silly humans have this thing called money, which pretty much dictates how the world goes around? Because it seems to me that wouldn't matter to animals. And it actually doesn't, but what she does know about money comes from her mom, which would, of course, be Leona. And what she says about that is that mom owned most of it. <laughs> yes. And therefore, she thinks we have a great deal of money. Does she know that she's inherited $12 million? She says Yes, she isn't really completely sure exactly what that means. She says what she thinks it means is that all of the money that mom owned, she got. Which was a lot, and uh, pretty much... And one thing I, I must point out, because we have been saying this so far, Miss Helmsley actually left the bulk of her billions to a charitable trust. 
Now, as far as family goes, uh, uh, trouble, of course, was the, the big benefactor here. I guess life wouldn't change for a dog, would it, Joy? Um, well, actually, without their people, it usually changes pretty radically. Mm. Now, of course, the way her mom set her up, she'll be able to maintain her same lifestyle. It'll just be without the person that she loved most. And she wants everybody to know that she does love her mother tremendously. What kind of a relationship did they have? She said, well, we think we had a good relationship. And when I asked her just now what that means, a good relationship, she said, well, you know, we paid a lot of people to do a lot of things. But she knows that her mother loved her, even though she thinks people didn't know Leona, the real Leona, Mm -hmm. because she said she knows that people think that her mom is crabby, Mm -hmm. but she said she loved her mom, and she thinks her mom was always giving her the finest and best of everything. Apparently someone's suing you, Trouble. There's a a, a housekeeper housekeeper that you bit, apparently. Uh, This is probably not going to be an isolated incident. Are you aware of this? Um, She said what she knows is that, because remember now, they can speak to beings who have crossed over. Uh What she knows is that her mom told her that there would maybe a lot of people trying to get the money that she left to her. Mm -hmm. And so she's kind of expecting that there might be a lot of people saying that they want part of the money. And she said as far as she's concerned, she doesn't really care. She just wants to be able to basically keep what we would call her same lifestyle. She wants to be the same as it was before. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she said she doesn't care if they want some. She's okay if she gives some of it to them. Does she remember the biting the uh, the housekeeper? She said she doesn't know if she would actually call it biting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and when I ask her what she means by that, she says, well, it was more what she would think of as nipping. Nipping. Okay. Okay. So certainly, she thinks certainly nothing anybody got upset about. Are you? Because at least at then they didn't get upset. Mm -hmm. Are you at all fearful trouble with uh, uh, just all of this attention all of a sudden and uh, people coming after you looking for that money? She said, well, I don't think so because... People were always after us, even when Mom was here. I mean, she kind of lived, so to speak, in the spotlight anyway. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't think, she says, she thinks Mom has a person that takes care of all of those things for her, so she wouldn't actually be dealing with anybody that wanted the money anyway, which she's, what she's showing me is an attorney, which, of course, would make sense. She's probably got a bunch of them. (laughs) I know probably tangible things mean nothing to you trouble and i think that's wonderful but what uh, would you use this 12 million dollars for that you didn't already get from mom is there anything that you you would personally because we've been asking listeners to our radio show what you might want and i figured asking you personally she said she can't imagine wanting anything else for her because she thinks pretty much everything that ever there is or probably ever will be she's going to have anyway so um she goes she doesn't know she says to me what do you think we would do (laughs) and uh i want to tell her well honey money can do uh, with humans pretty much anything you want 
Oh, yes, except that, honey. She says, well, what about making her mom come home again? And I said, well, except that. That can't, money can't do that. But she said she doesn't know. She would be, as long as she's taken care of, then she would think that she doesn't care what somebody does with the money. They can give it to other people that don't have as much as her, and that would be okay with her. Oh, she knows what she could do. She would love to have somebody that would take her into their family, and she says maybe brother would, take her into her family and love her like a little dog. I like that. She said she could have that. Mm -hmm. That would make her very happy because she doesn't want to live isolated for the whole rest of her life. Mm -hmm. And she's a little concerned, she says, that she might end up kind of being... Alone. Yeah, alone, kind of put up in an apartment someplace and somebody walks her and feeds her and whatever, but she doesn't really have a life, so to speak. Tell her I'm worried about that, too, for me, for myself, when I get old and being alone and losing friends. And Does she have a relationship with Leona's brother? She says, yes, but that's how she says it. Yeah, I kind of I kind of have that feeling that it might be more of a business thing than a family. And really, the thing that she's looking at is she really wants... A friend. A friend, right. Sure. She wants somebody that she can kind of hang with and do stuff with and okay we're we're running out of time we're with joy turner animal communicator extraordinaire and we're talking to trouble leona helmsley's uh, maltese uh, is there one last thing you want to tell the world before we go anything you want to tell the world she said anything at all she said anything okay. anything she at says, all. yes she wants to tell everybody that her mother really did have a nice heart even though people thought she didn't have one I like that. Okay. Good parting shots. Thank you so much, Joy, and thank you so much, Trouble. She says you're welcome, and you're welcome also from me. Okay. Trouble, just one of the news stories from 2007. One of the special guests in 2007 was Emmy Lou Harris, and she joins us next right here on Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance in life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. 
visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Animal Radio is brought to you by Get Serious, a stain and pheromone remover so easy to use, even men can do it. Hey, hey, wait a minute. (laughs) Don't take any more excuses, women. It's time to get serious. Get Serious is available at PetSmart and online at GetSeriousProducts.com. Did you see the paper? They mentioned cloning animals for food. Seriously? I thought cloning was still pretty experimental. It is. Most of the animals die or are born with some sort of health defect. So why is the FDA going to approve it? I don't know. It's upsetting that the FDA seems to be ignoring scientific evidence that animals in cloning suffer. And the FDA says that it won't even label cloned foods. That's outrageous. Yeah, and we could be eating meat or drinking milk from cloned animals and not even know it. Is there anything we can do to stop this? You can. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society at www.endanimalcloning.org to learn more about the problems with animal cloning and to help keep cloned food off grocery store shelves. Cloning animals for food is not just about food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues have been ignored for too long and must be considered. To learn more, visit www.endanimalcloning.org. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Grammy winner Emmy Lou Harris joining us. Not a lot of people know this. You actually are devoting your life to animals more than anybody I know. Oh, I don't know about that, but um, yeah, the animals that kind of uh, wriggle their way into my heart. You know, actually, uh, my whole life. You know, I have the um, the time and uh, the opportunity to to give back a little bit to to um, you know these critters that have given me so much. Well, you have a special dog that travels with you on the road, huh? Well, uh, I, yes, I had, uh, I have one, I have two now, actually, but uh, my all this work that I'm doing right now is inspired by a dog named Bonaparte uh-huh. that I got in, um, I got in 2002, and uh, he was a year old, I got him from Nashville Humane, and he ended up traveling with me for 10 years and, wow. and sleeping in my room. Um, you know, at home. So he was with he was my constant companion, uh-huh. and uh, I lost him in two thousand two. Uh-huh. And um, and I, I had we had other animals. I mean, we have quite a menagerie here, 
but he was my special guy. Well, you made a legend out of him, didn't you? You, you well, created <laughs> a mini legend, maybe. Uh, he's, um, you know, in honor of him, his memory. Um, uh, I started what I call Bonaparte Retreat, which is just a very small uh, animal rescue, dog rescue that I do in my backyard. Um, really, uh, three dogs at a time. Although we right now we've got four, mm-hmm. it's hard to say no when we, we're taking dogs. Right now, we started taking dogs, uh, fostering for Nashville Humane, and I'm still very connected to them and their excellent work they do here in the community. Um, I mean, they have the Rover, you know, which is the spay and neuter, the mobile uh, clinic that goes around and does the free spay and neutering, mm-hmm. um, which is so important. Uh, to all these issues we talk about, uh, but but uh, I, I I took one dog uh, uh, a while back from um, when I had a vacancy. I took one from uh, Metro Animal Control, where the dogs have a small window of time mm-hmm. uh, before they're euthanized for no other reason than they run out of time. And there were just so many of them that gradually I end up now. This is what I do. I just adopt them from the Nashville uh, Metro, from Metro Animal Control. And uh, then they're my responsibility, and we we screen the people that come through. And um, uh, I'm actually affiliated now with uh, Happy Tales Humane, which is, uh, for now, a series of foster homes. But they're, they're, we're, raising, we're in the process now of raising money to have a permanent facility for Happy Tales, but I will still ha- always have my Bonaparte retreat here in my backyard for a small number of dogs. Um, you know, you, you you wish you could do more. <laughs> I say it must be hard fostering. I'd want to keep them all. Well, that's not the hard part because I'm happy to to have them get good, loving homes, and we 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 really do get to know the people and where they go. And a lot of times, we we keep track of a lot of these dogs through email and. Mm-hmm. And and uh, even the, the people that work with me uh, even go for home visits just just to keep in touch, and um, you know if, if people are agreeable to that because we just we, we you do get attached. Sure. Yes. But the hard part is uh, the the animals that you know you have to leave behind, mm-hmm. and and are probably going to be euthanized because they have you, you know when I go there with a va- you know if I have a vacancy and I go to get a dog. There's, there's obviously a lot more than just one dog oh, yes. that, whose time has run out, and you just kind of go, oh well, is it better to get a male or a female? Or it, it's, it's really heartbreaking. It's so difficult to make that decision, um, and you, and you just have to kind of wear blinders because you're so limited. We're hoping that we can get more people to foster. Mm-hmm. You started. You started early doing that and volunteering. I, I really got involved. Uh, you know, after Bonaparte died, actually it was a while after that because I was in, in some pretty serious grieving, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm sure your listeners will understand. And then uh, it, I don't know how long it was after I lost Bonaparte, I saw uh, an HBO special called Shelter Dog. Mm, yes. That really was one of those epiphanies, you know, <laughs> sort of life changing events where I saw what this woman had done. You know, she bought this motel uh, in upstate New York and just on her own just started the shelter. And um, I-, I was so moved by what she had done. And I started looking at my big backyard, you know, with, with a different eye. I said, you know, I could build some dog runs. I could, I could, 
you know, I have the space here and I can do this. Now, you've been an animal lover since you were a child, is that correct? Oh, yes. Well, my father was actually uh, studying veterinary medicine at the University of Virginia when World War II broke out, mm-hmm. uh, and he joined the Marine Corps. And while he was at officer training school in uh, Pensacola, Florida, before he, he went over to um, you know to fight in World War II, he met my mother, and they eloped. <laughs> So and and started a family. My brother was born uh, while he was overseas, and um, so he stayed in the Marine Corps and did not go back to veterinary medicine school. But um, he always loved animals. My my mother's family was, you know, her father was a great animal lover. I, I do believe that animals are, are given to us to make our lives better, and also it's kind of a, a bit of a test. Like it's almost like God says, if you can't get this one right, I don't even <laughs> want to know yet. <laughs> Uh, because they animals don't do anything for spite, you know they don't do anything out of uh, you know they don't hold grudges, um, and and if we can't get along with animals and do the basic simple things to just make their lives good, well they teach us a lot of lessons they, too. They teach us a lot of lessons, but I'm saying they like, teach us how to be good people. Um, I really believe, and and then they just give us back so so much. They enrich our lives in so many ways. Amy Lou Harris joining us. Uh, check her out starting June 21st in Telluride at the Telluride Bluegrass Festival. Uh, Newport, Rhode Island, August 5th, October 7th in San Fran, and a whole bunch of dates in the L.A. and Southern California area, uh, October 9th through 11th. Of course, you can check out the website, which is emmylou.net. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Clive Sears from HGTV. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please, please remember to spay and neuter your pets. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. It's our year-end special, looking back at Animal Radio. Every year we attend the Super Zoo Conference in Las Vegas. It's a trade show for pet product manufacturers, and we bring you the newest in pet products before they hit the shelves in the pet stores. We're looking back now at a special Super Zoo with our friend Dick Van Patten. We're live from Super Zoo in Las Vegas, Mandalay Bay Convention Center. It is our year-end, summer-end new pet product special. About 500 to 700 exhibitors here. We've picked the best, I think, so far. I think this is the perfect way to end off the show here today from the new pet product special. I saved the best for last, I tell you. I'm looking at a calendar of monthly... When I first looked at it, I thought it said monthly dogs, but it says monthly dues. D-O-O-S. And we're talking about the doggy do type. It is a, it's a calendar, the 2007 dog poop calendar. I'll show it up. Uh, parents, if you don't want your children to see this, close their eyes, please. I'm holding it to the microphone now so that you can see this. It's a whole year long of uh, calendar pictures featuring doggy poo. Scott from Watch Your Step Productions, the brainchild uh, behind this. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How did you invent this? Well, it was an alcohol-related. I thought so. <laughs> we were, I had friends from Boston visiting. We were taking a walk on the Oregon coast. My friend almost stepped in dog poop. at the la- Just before he did, I pulled him away, and 
we were laughing so hard, we took a picture of it. Days later, we're developing the pic. You know, we were looking at our developed pictures, and there it was. My friend said, look at that. It's so beautiful. We must have taken it at sunset because the sand was like peachy orange. There were ripples in it. There was seagrass. There was a little piece of driftwood. And my friend said, you know what? That's a beautiful picture. Look at the composition. Yeah. That picture here, and I'm just looking at January. This looks like petri. Is this petrified poop? Yeah. <laughs> it's white dog poop, yes. which is very rare. Yes. It's, you only find it. Your dog's sick if you have it, right? Well, actually, it's from dogs that eat a lot of bones, and the poop calcifies. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, I'm looking at February, which, of course, includes the obligatory uh, box of chocolates, except instead of chocolates, we have doggy doos. Yeah, that was a hard one for me to do. You know, we collect all the dog poop from dog... From <laughs> You needed one of these scoop picks. Well, yeah, we collect it from a dog park, and then we take it and we put it into these beautiful settings. We're a parody of a classic scenic calendar that just happens to be dog poop in the picture. Okay, where can we get one of these? <laughs> oh, my God. Where can... We have a website called monthlydoos, D-O-O-S dot com. And if you don't buy it from us, we have links to incredible sites like stupid.com, The Prank Place, uh, Gagworks, uh, sitstay.com. Okay, Lots wait, what's this over here? Okay, our latest product, it's called Chocolate Dew Drops. Oh, yes. It's a quarter pound of luscious Good quality milk chocolate oh, yeah. that's in the shape. It's kind of like a soft serve, don't you think? A chocolate it does look like that, yeah. yeah. And it's packaged in a, a doggy pickup bag uh -huh. with a bit of fake grass, and it's got a knot, a knot tied uh, in the Okay, top. Uh, hold on a second. We're, we're just hold on a second. Dick, come on over here. Dick Van Patten joining us once again. Very oh. good, very good. We're talking about the new pet products here today. Oh, this yeah. gentleman here, Scott. How are you, Scott? Good. How are you, Dick? Oh, very good, thanks. I you a calendar at Super Oh, that's right. Thank you very much. Uh, you've, uh, you've already given him a calendar, Scott? Last year at Super Zoo, I just dropped one. Of, uh, well, what do you think of his uh, doggy poo calendar? I think it's beautiful. It's in your garage, and I, right? No, no, no. It's in my house. We have it in the living room. Well, I gave you one because I care enough to give a crap. Oh, that was, that was nice, Scott. Thank you. I want you to notice this. He is also now producing the... And you may want to get on this. I'm not crazy about that. This is the chocolate dog do. Oh, I know. I... For the person, the family, the pooper scooper, they need to be rewarded. It's a gay gift. It's a ha-ha white elephant, you know, solid chocolate. You know what? You've been here all day, and you, the last thing you really want to see is this kind of stuff in your face, right? No, it's quite pleasant. Scott, thank you. You made my day. <laughs> well, now, I noticed uh, there was a line out there uh, in front uh, of the hobo chili there. You are serving the hobo chili earlier? Yes, but people have been complaining. They think that we're killing hobos to make it. The hobos that we use are already dead. Oh, yeah. You've got to know this stuff. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you can see Dick Van Patten just telling me that, I'm sorry, you were my father figure. Oh. I had to hear you say a joke like that. You grew up with me. Yeah. I grew up, Tom Bradley was my Everybody father because did. I didn't have a real father. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. But that was a good show, and I enjoyed it. And the kids were very nice on the show. Yes, they certainly were. Now, the food that you're introducing today, the hobo chili, I saw you uh, with uh, the TV cameras and, and the hat out there and everything. Is that the, the way that you're promoting the food now, is, is showing that you can eat it? It's made in a, in a place where you can with eat human-grade human food? That's human-grade food, and it's very tasty and very good. There's nothing bad in it. Dick Van Patten's Natural Balance. I eat it all the time. I'm serious about that. The Irish stew, I know that's your favorite, right? That's my, yeah, what a good memory you have. That's my favorite. 
I snuck by for lunch. I didn't have any food today, so I had to go by there, by the booth, and get my lunch. Well, it really is very, very good food, and your animals are their, your family members, aren't they? Oh, and you got to sure feed them. They, they love us very much. Do you have any animals at home? I just have three cats. I outlive my dogs, so I don't have... But my sons live next door, and they have dogs. Do they? And they all love the food, huh? Oh, yeah, they all eat the food. Well, check it out. It's Natural Balance Eatables. They're lucky dogs, I tell you. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for coming by today. You've actually ended our show for us. Oh, very good. I mean, I don't want to see it end. You've been on the show several times. We'll see you again very soon, I hope. I do. I always enjoy the Animal Radio Network. Thank you so very much. We have to have him back on January when his Italian spaghetti comes out. You remember the meatballs and spaghetti. She's a big spaghetti fan. There you go. Dick Van Patten on Animal Radio, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Hey, you know anyone who has owned a pet can tell you nothing is more frustrating than their pet soiling in the house. Often they do this in one spot over and over and over again. There's a reason why your pets do this. Pets are attracted to their own unique body scent, which is known as their pheromone. And that pheromone is always left behind in every soiling. Therefore, it's natural for your pet to follow his keen sense of smell and go back to it. So the question is, how do we get the pheromone out so our pets stop Resoiling in the house. Well, the good news is there's finally an answer. It's Get Serious Stain, Odor, and Pheromone Extractor. Get Serious is the only stain and odor remover with the ability to remove your pet's pheromone while also getting out the urine odor and any stain. Stop blaming your pets for resoiling when you used a cleaner that didn't get the pheromone out. And don't spend another minute cleaning up unnecessary repeat accidents. Pick up Get Serious today at PetSmart or visit PetSmart.com. Animal Radio is brought to you by the American Anti-Vivisection Society. Stop the FDA from allowing milk and meat from cloned animals to be sold in grocery stores. Contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society for information at www.endanimalcloning.org. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Do you know what you're serving for dinner tonight? If the FDA has its way, the milk and meat you see at the grocery store could come from cloned animals. And you won't even know because it won't be labeled. Cloning animals for food involves more than just food safety. Animal suffering and other ethical issues must also be considered. The cloning process uses hundreds of animals to produce just one clone, causing death or severe health problems for most of the animals involved. Just because we can clone animals for food doesn't mean we should. 
contact the American Anti-Vivisection Society to learn more about the problems with animal cloning at www.endanimalcloning.org. That's www.endanimalcloning.org. And have a voice in what you are serving for dinner tonight. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Design to Sell for Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pet. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. Welcome to Voice of the Animal. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen. But what do you know about that most famous reindeer of all? For some, the television appearance of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer marks the true beginning of the holiday season. Written in 1964 as a Christmas promotion for the Montgomery Ward department stores, the story of Rudolph and his flying reindeer friends is the longest-running special on television. But do you know that behind this beloved stop-motion animated TV show is a true story of flying reindeer? It makes perfect sense that reindeer would be Santa's animal of choice. Reindeer live exclusively in the north. Their thick coats and wide feet are perfect for the sub-zero cold of Scandinavia, Russian Europe, and Asia, where 5,000 years ago, reindeer were the first large animals to be domesticated. In Greenland, Iceland, Canada, and Alaska, reindeer are wild and were popularly known as caribou. Reindeer became extinct in Scotland in the 10th century, but somewhere in the psyche of the hardy Scots, they were necessary, for they were reintroduced to that country in 1952. Laplanders use reindeer to pull sleighs, and so does the postman in Wales, Alaska. For northern cultures, reindeer is revered as a totem power animal, one that can fly through the world of spirit to commune with the high gods. Reindeer is the sacred animal that carries the Arctic shaman to the other world. In fact, the relationship between reindeer and shaman holds special significance for Rudolph and Santa. During midwinter ceremonies, the shamans of the far north would partake of the hallucinogenic fly agraric mushroom, that bright red mushroom with red spots that we see associated with fairy tales and Christmas decorations, to achieve an altered state that would allow the shaman to travel into otherworldly realms. In ceremonies held to honor the December 21st winter solstice, the local shaman would enter a yurt through the smoke hole at the top, bringing with him a bag of the colorful mushrooms, and then departing again through the smoke hole after the festivities. This entry and departure through the ceiling led people to believe the shaman could fly. And since reindeer also considered the hallucinogenic colorful red mushroom a delicious delicacy, they were believed to fly with him. Hmm, a blessed man who carries a bag full of special red and white gifts down a chimney lives in the far north and flies with reindeer. Sound familiar? In ancient Norse myth, Thor, the god of thunder and lightning, which in Old German is Donner and Blitzen, also lived in the far north and was associated with the color red. Thor fought the gods of snow and ice to conquer cold and bring spring, and he did it while riding in a golden flying chariot pulled by two flying goats, Nasher and Cracker. During this holiday season, when you see a shiny red-nosed Rudolph adorning a lawn, store window, or parade float, 
remember, this reindeer carries in his sleigh a legacy of Arctic shamans, flying goats, and the god of thunder and lightning. Certainly, reason enough, he should go down in history. Visit us on the World Wide Web at voiceoftheanimal.com. For Voice of the Animal, happy holidays from Rayanne Cumulos. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. If there was only one vitamin supplement you could take, what do you think it should be? Green tea. Green tea is widely known as one of the most powerful antioxidants in the world. Green tea has been used in China as a medicine for over 4,000 years. And taking green tea has been researched and is well documented to help lower cholesterol, reduce the risk of cancer, help with weight loss, and even slow down arthritis. Of course, results may vary and you should always consult your healthcare professional before taking any supplement. But you should add this powerful antioxidant, green tea, to your daily diet. And if you Call now to order and buy two months. We'll give you the third month for free. Your order comes with a money-back guarantee. So call now. 800-819-8315. 800-819-8315. Call right now. Buy two months of green tea and get one free. 800-819-8315 or visit airtimestore.com. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. Preventing pain, fear, and suffering of animals through nationwide education and awareness. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Wow, quite a year for the animals. Good news and bad news. Michael Vick dogfighting, not so good. Ellen DeGeneres giving her dog to... Uh, her hairdresser. Yeah, not that it wasn't so good. Mm-mm. Trouble getting $12 million. That was good. For trouble. And, of course, Maggie the African Elephant. She was living in Anchorage, Alaska, and after much debate and debacle, found her way to Southern California. After years of controversy, Maggie, a 25-year-old African elephant, flew out of Anchorage, Alaska Thursday night on a one-way ticket to the Performing Animal Welfare Society, a sanctuary facility located near Sacramento. Now, how do you get an elephant, (laughs) how do you get an African elephant out of Anchorage, Alaska? Especially in the winter. We have Air Force spokeswoman Captain Kelly Jeter on the phone. Okay, so how do you get an elephant out of Anchorage, Alaska? You asked the Air Force to fly her in a C-17. Wow. And that's a pretty big plane, I take it. Now, how much does Maggie weigh? Maggie weighs approximately 8,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So, obviously, getting her right from the zoo to the airplane must have been tough. How did that happen? Well, you know, it was it was very interesting. They had a, a specially made crate specifically for shipping Maggie. Her crate alone weighed about 10,000 pounds. Uh, we had to uh, to get our excuse me our technicians out there to uh, to inspect the crate and certify that it it was airworthy and that it could handle Maggie and whatever stress she might put on it and whatever stress the aircraft might put on it. And um, they worked the schedule so that uh, Maggie would naturally get used to the crate. And uh, they got crate they, training her is crate training exactly <laughs> exactly. 
So they put it in her pen several weeks ago and got her used to uh, walking in and out of the crate. And um, actually, this is one of the really interesting things that they also recorded sounds of the C-17 aircraft engines and sounds of uh, what the loader that would load her onto the aircraft sounded like. And for the last several weeks, they've been playing those sounds in her pen so that she gets used to that sound. Everything went off pretty much without a hitch, I understand, last night, taking off about 7.30 p.m.? We flew her to Travis Air Force Base, which is outside Sacramento. Okay. And uh, it was a two-hour drive from there. It was like 55 miles from Travis Air Force Base. And she arrived, probably had a little bit of jet lag is what I'm thinking. Probably. But, but yeah, she arrived this morning, and she's doing great. How long was the flight? Uh, the flight was only about four and a half hours. No, no in-flight movies. Right, right. But it was, yeah, we uh, we coordinated with the FAA and made sure that they were aware of our delicate cargo so that in case anything went wrong, they were going to assist us, at, you know, to, to put down at whatever airport could take us so that we could... Um, we could deal with the uh, with any emergency situation, so we, we definitely grease the skids all the way along. So did anyone travel with her? Did a veterinarian travel with her? Absolutely. She had a, a team of experts that were traveling with her, folks from the zoo, uh, folks from the PAWS organization, uh, a special elephant behaviorist was along that has wow. been with Maggie for the last couple of weeks. Her trainer and veterinarians were, were all along. How much does something like this cost, and who picks up the tab? Well, interesting. Um, in order to make sure that the taxpayer isn't shouldering the burden for this, the PAWS organization stepped up and offered to pay for it uh, because technically the Air Force can't do this sort of thing, especially if there's a, a commercial alternative. Well, it turns out there was not a viable commercial alternative to taking Maggie down there, so uh, we agreed to go ahead and do it with the PAWS organization um, reimbursing us once it's done, and they figure it's going to cost around 200000 this isn't the first animal. This is probably the second animal that you guys moved. I guess there was like a, a killer whale? Right, right. We moved Keiko the whale. I believe that was in 98. Uh, flew him up to, uh, I think he was outside Greenland. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you doing this, by the way. We yes. This is awesome. Awesome. Oh, we loved being a part of it. It was really fun. We we definitely had, we had a crowd at the terminal last night. A bunch of uh, the base children were there to, to see Maggie off, and it was great because just as they were loading her onto the back of the aircraft, she was finally, you know, disappearing into the aircraft. Uh-huh. She gave out two really loud trumpets, and the oh. little kids got so excited. They said, bye, Maggie, <laughs> bye, Maggie. It was it was great. It was like she was saying goodbye to everybody. Well, now, you live right there in the Anchorage area. Is that correct? I do. Okay, so you, you know this whole story. I guess there's the feeling of uh, emptiness, but yet really happy that Maggie got out. Oh, absolutely. You know, there. You know, she had some trouble this past summer. She got down twice and couldn't get up, and they we had to help her up, and that that kind of set off the alarm. Everybody realized that you know we really do need to bring her to a warmer, more comfortable place, more suitable for an elephant. And uh, so you know, it's it's mixed reviews. Of one of one of my guys that was on the load crew has lived in Anchorage for a long time, and his kids grew up watching Maggie. You know, because she's she's been at the Anchorage Zoo for 25 years. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it was a she was. A part of life she was a household name around here so everybody was sad to see her go but but glad to know that she was going to be healthy and happy where she's going good work from the for the air force air force spokeswoman captain kelly jeter joining us thank you so much for all you've done oh thank you i appreciate the opportunity looking back at 2007 that is one of the better stories to come out of the animal world Glad to see Maggie in her new home at the Paws Sanctuary in Sacramento. I understand she's doing very well. And there is a webcam that you can see her 
Simply connect by heading over to AnimalRadio.com. There's a link right there, a special page dedicated to Maggie and her triumphant story. That's all we have for this week. All the reminiscing I can handle. (laughs) Remember, there's lots more fresh animal radio at AnimalRadio.com. In fact, we're streaming 24-7. And remember, if you get a pet, please spay or neuter that happens to be a cat. Don't declaw and always adopt from your local shelter. I'm Judy Francis. I'm Hal Abrams. We'll see you next week for more animal radio and a special Christmas show right here on this fine station. Bye-bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.